0: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black any your money. I'm Rob Black, back in all things financial. Yesterday, consider the dip bot from Friday. Friday, the market swooned. Monday, we had some time to think about it over the weekend, and we we're like, hey, maybe this COVID won't be as bad as we're expecting from the little antidotal evidence coming in and out. And then we bought on Monday, and then today we're, looks like we're selling again. Maybe. Here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing big tech being bought and not much else. So a little bit of a travel shares drop as Omicron concern surge, um, we still don't know, and it, it's almost like throwing darts in the dark, how bad it's going to be, um, or if this is a mild version of COVID. Is there such a thing? <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, we don't know yet. Um, perfectly healthy friend of mine, perfectly healthy. Uh, he's been in the hospital five days. So COVID's for real, and it's, um, it's tough when you get it. My mom died, but now again, that's the easy one to explain away because she was 85, right? But this is not just a seasonal flow. Hopefully, we could all agree on that. Stocks regrouped yesterday, and uh, today, we'll see where we go. President Biden had a pledge not to reimpose lockdowns. He better hope that doesn't have to come to fruition, because I don't know if you remember, but um, George W. Bush was having a pretty good presidency, and he said, no new taxes, no new taxes, and then he threw in some new taxes, and I think that completely unhinged his ability to be reelected and thus ushered in Bill Clinton, and uh, too much of an obvious soundbite to come back and bite you in the hiney. Fed Chair Jerome Powell and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen are going to begin days of hearings on Capitol Hill, expect Powell to field questions and How the new variant will change the Fed's approach to combating inflation. There's a lot of stories out of China right now that there's a lot of cruise, not cruise ships, but container ships. Where are they? We're having trouble tracking them. So we're starting to think maybe China is imposing some real big COVID restrictions and that another supply chain jerk can happen. A lot of ifs and buts right now for the next two weeks as we try to wind down the year. Jack Dorsey said yesterday that he was leaving a part of Twitter. He's leaving basically in part because the company is ready to move on without its founders. Microsoft did it. Google did it. Yahoo did it. That's a bad example, right? (laughs) So Twitter will eventually have to do it. Amazon recently did it. Right? Jeff Bezos stepped aside. He's been double dipping as the CEO of Square and Twitter. Square could have a big move in 2022 with his focus as the fintech app is a big theme on Wall Street right now and integrating vertically huge to, call, to become a super app. Could PayPal or Square become a super app is the question where it does almost all of our things in life. Look for some odd vertical integration and acquisitions if that's the case. But a lot of people think uh, Dorsey's going to go on to focus on his undying love for Bitcoin, saying at one point it could bring about world peace. Some analysts speculate that Dorsey's departure is mostly about freeing up hit time to make big crypto moves at Square. Square began offering Bitcoin through their Cash App in 2018, created an independent Team for Bitcoin open source work in 2019 and announced it would launch a whole new business to build decentralized finance, DeFi, um, decentralized finance, DeFi uh, apps for Bitcoin in July. So it looks to me like crypto might be the central to Twitter's roadmap. If you list, listen to their new CEO yesterday, he's a machine learning and AI expert. He's been leading the company's Blue Sky project that aims at creating a decentralized standard for social media. Lots going on, huh? I I always call that an exciting time at Twitter. um, 800-516-1220 to calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. There's a vortex of uncertainty right now. Is that fair? Vortex of uncertainty. We've got the Omicron variant. And you've got worries about a potential policy mistake by the Federal Reserve of... Are they behind the curve on inflation? Moderna's CEO said in an interview with the Financial Times that there's apt to be a material drop in the effectiveness of the current vaccines against the Omicron variant saying, look, we came up with that concoction a year ago. Don't expect it to last forever on the same diseases that are mutating. We got to get new ones for the new mutations. Kind of. So, Moderna's CEO, um, I guess, is being honest. But as of right now, there's no evidence that suggests the vaccine still won't protect against severe disease stemming from the Omicron variant. Regeneron Pharmaceuticals um, is testing an antibody drug cocktail. Eli Lilly's antibody drug. Eli Lilly's antibody drug cocktail has shown reduced effectiveness against Omicron. Fed Chairman Peral, uh Jerome Powell, Jay Powell, who was reelected to a second term to finish what he started. And interestingly enough, Biden could have gone with someone more dovish to keep interest rates down. But the, the game's Powell's now. He started this policy when... COVID hit, he's going to be able to finish it in the next four years. In theory, um, I don't know. That's a a big job. I don't know if I want trying to maneuver economies through pandemics and not get inflation and also try to get full employment. So the key takeaway today is that it's hard to decipher what the Fed policy is going to be in the short term. Um, and whether or not they're going to make a policy mistake. Then how bad does this COVID issue get again in a fourth wave in the United States? Take a look at the market numbers as we have op- been open for about 45 minutes. I'm um, seeing the names like Airbnb down a little bit, not a lot. Everything's down a little bit in the travel world, but it's not egregious. things that are working are Google, Qualcomm, Apple, a little bottom fishing in Amazon, but I do see a lot of red. It feels as if the day should end poorly based on fear and, I guess, waiting for buyers to come in like they came in yesterday off Friday. Omicron uncertainly weighs on the market. NASDAQ outperforms on a relative basis, strength in consumer discretionary weakness in utilities, real estate, energy, and financials. Consumer confidence decreased to a 109 reading in November. Still a very good read. The housing price index increased nine tenths of a percent month to month. S&P shiller home price index increased 19.1 percent year over year. Oh man. Wow. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over 12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Let's talk housing. I own real estate, which I think you can say I'm happy I do. The big issue for me going forward is. Um, Talking real estate with other people, especially about people that don't own real estate, it's a little bit easier now. And this is going to sound really weird. Stay with me. It's a little easier now for people who are first-time home buyers to buy a home from where we were a year ago. On one level, there's not a lot of uh, multiple bids. The multiple, the multiple, multiple bids have been cut. So it's not 10 people bidding on one home, it's two or three. But part of that is because of affordability, of how much home prices have gone up. This is what I would refer to as a weird headline day. We see deceleration in price increases in housing, and we instantly start thinking oh, where is that going to lead us? The Nasdaq's up 20% this year. So next year, if it's up 15%, we'll say it's decelerating, but it's still a pretty darn good year, right? Same thing with the home prices right now. Home prices are still considerably higher than they were a year ago when the pandemic caused a massive run on housing, but the gains are finally starting to ease or decelerate. Home prices rose 19.5% in September year over year. That's down from 19.8% in August. And yet it's still one of the best numbers I've ever seen in my life. So on one hand, we could say they're decelerating. But on the other hand, uh, I'd take that if I own. I'd hate that if I was a renter. Listen to this. This is going to make your head spin. I'm not going to say you're going to be angry. But it's going to make your head spin. Cities with the highest price increases were Phoenix, Tampa, and Miami. Phoenix up 33%, Tampa up 27%, Miami up 25%. If I'm 23, 24 years old, renting and I'm thinking I want to buy a home, used to say go to the non-New York, LA, Chicago's, get in and then you know start working your way higher. But the incomes in Phoenix, Tampa, and Miami probably didn't increase 33% year over year. The amount stayed for down payment probably didn't increase 25, 30% year over year. So I see the individual continuing to follow behind. Housing prices have shown remarkable strength. It's remarkable. Do not look for a repeat of the 2006-2008 housing collapse that Michael Burry and the big short made tons of money off of by betting against mortgage companies. One of the things that's clearly happening are people are selling their market winners and buying real estate or getting into real estate. And the way I can show you, tell you the most um, callous way about it is I sold a home in August, September of this year. And the person who bought it way overpaid. In a real world, I'd call them silly. I would call them inane. I would call them buffoons. I can't believe you overpaid that much. You realize there's going to be some things that you have to fix here and there It's going to cost you an arm and a leg. But in the surreal world that we live in, they bought it with Apple stock and uh, Genentech. It's, it's the stock market gave them the big gains and they're just moving some of them into real estate and it's a place to live. And I guess, you know, put a tent down and say, I own this. And if the stock market cracks, I still own the house. A little bit more of a harder asset, right? Something you can go home and hug. So rising mortgage rates, they're also playing into prices. Um, As interest rates move higher, and they're not expected to move a lot. Maybe 50 basis points would be the expectations, maybe a little bit higher. So the average mortgage goes from 2.78% to 3.15% to 3.65% next year. That's still pretty historically low. But yes, exponentially it's much higher. So the affordability should start coming down quickly because of the mortgage side of the fence. But again, we also get the new COVID variant, and that should help keep mortgage rates lower. And again, if you're moving from stocks into real estate, if you're selling some of your stocks and buying some real estate, some people in the stock market are moving from income stocks or value stocks into treasuries. And again, that helps the bond, uh, that helps the mortgage market keep mortgages low. So home price gains slow down for the first time since May 2020. That looks like a better headline than it actually is, right? Cyber Monday online sales dropped 1.4% from last year, falling for the first time ever. Um, I, I guess we can go back 25 years ago and say, hey, Amazon started this thing, the Cyber Monday thing, where we'd go to work and start ordering. After we got fat on the turkey or the prime rib, we did our little shopping in the malls on Friday. Watch a lot of football on Saturday and Sunday. We went to work on Monday and said, you know what? Vacation's over. Time to do a little online shopping because our internet at work is better than our internet at home. And there became Black Monday. And statistically, I don't think it was supposed to end growth this soon. I think we were supposed to continue to grow it for another four or five years. But then COVID happened. And I would say the disappearance or the lack of importance of, I mean, we're always at home. Um, The lack of importance of the, the the home side of it has meant we've been buying since early October for Christmas. People like me get on the air and say the uh, supply chain's weak. If you want a Christmas toy for your kid, and it's still true, there's a shortage of toys. Then buy now, and people apparently have because through Cyber Monday, consumers in the United States have spent 109 billion online, which is up 11.9 percent year over year. 22 of those days, consumers have purchased more than three billion worths of good. So we've just been buying for longer. Consumers logged online Monday and spent 10.7 billion. We were expected somewhere around 11 billion to 11.4 billion. Listen to this crazy statistic. Um, Adobe analyzes over a trillion visits to retailers' websites. Nobody expects the entire holiday season. We'll see record-breaking e-commerce activity as shoppers spread their dollars over more days. It was kind of nice to see some names like TJ Maxx do well in on Black Friday, better than the big box retailers as far as foot traffic goes. So we're getting kind of a change in habits, right? It's, uh, maybe that's one of the themes that we're going to leave 2021 with is we've seen the labor market change. People don't want to go back to work. If they do go back to restaurant or hospitality work, they want more money. 30 seconds. Labor shortages, you're seeing the restaurants in industry change. They're shutting down the Mondays and Tuesdays. They're, they're trying to staff appropriately as they can. I've seen some horrible customer service in hotels and restaurants. I, I, I'm i not complaining. They're still taking care of me. You can find me online at roblackshow.com. That's Rob Show. Com. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. I work for EP Wealth. I kind of represent them as a front man. Do a little branding of the name. We've got many CFPs. You've heard many of them on the air Stephanie Richmond, Chad Burton, Dan Fetterman. I'm meeting with my CFP on Friday to talk taxes. Um, this was a big year for me. I sold a house, I bought a house. I'm going to have some different issues. Um, As far as taxes go, so it's tax planning not only for this year, but also next year. I have things to consider like a Roth 401 versus a 401k. I have things to consider health savings accounts or no. Fund my kids college accounts or take a look at them and get an update on, well, they've grown a lot. Do we still need to fund them? I'm not going to send my kids to a college that is a million dollars a year, so at what point do you go enough is enough? All while trying to manage my tax efficiencies in retirement. Because once you take your foot off the gas, I don't know if you get your foot back on the gas. One of the things I like doing at this time of the year is talk about next year and the next couple of years. The future, so to speak. Uh, Where investing themes go into hyperdrive. Let's talk about a couple of them. I do a lot of research and I work with a lot of professional research. The stuff that you can't get your hands on to because it's too expensive for the individual. There is a big theme in the next 10 years of investing in healthcare and elongated lifespans called the quest for immortality. An increasing focus on individual needs, the availability of monetization of personal data, the customization of goods and services, which would be called the individual revolution. So, so far, two of the big themes that I'm dropping is the quest for immortality, the quest for immortality. Which you get, I can go get a five thousand dollar scan on my body and have a better idea of how I'm approaching cancer at age 50 plus. But it's $5,000 and healthcare is not going to cover it. So, the individual revolution in the customization of goods, taking your personal data, taking customization of goods specifically for you. There's artificial intelligence activated. That's a big theme going forward. I think, for better or for worse, we're now moving into this world isn't good enough for us. So we need to start thinking about the blurring of physical and digital lines in the way that we live and work. Apple is completely expected to have an augmented reality headset 2022 this time next year. You'll be buying it for Christmas, potentially. Now, that could get delayed. It could get pushed back. They could say, look at the prototypes in March and say, this is not ready for prime time. Do not start making millions of these. They're, that's called hybrid living. Um, and I don't know how much it's going to get into our personal lives versus our business lives. Businesses will adapt it quickly if it can create efficiencies. If my radio producer right now at KDOW can put on a headset and diagnose problems by looking around the studio, seeing which cords are pl- unplugged and not un- uh, plugged in, if they could put a tutorial, they can fire an engineer. And we're moving that direction. That's a bad example, but yet, at the same time, I think you get it. Then there is the final theme that I want to talk about today is called the Great Balancing Act, where we have great resiliency, resiliency, combined with instability, and then we have a massive accelerating rate of change on multiple fronts of our lives. The tech companies. The internet companies, the media companies, the telecom companies, all looking to benefit from this. I think Alphabet is still right in there with many of those themes. Meta Platforms, probably a company that you have never heard of unless I change the name to Facebook. I think they could have a very exciting next 10 years if they can get the metaverse going in the way that they want to. PayPal and Square should have a good tw- next five, ten years. Shopify is a player here. I'll be interested to see what the basic telecom companies like Verizon Communications can do as they're trying to move into many of these themes. I want a company you've never heard of that I'll throw down for you? A company called ProMedicus. If you take a look at the chart, it is quite a stutter of... Starts in the lower left, goes to the upper right, exactly what you want, but there's a lot of pullbacks in it too. This company offers a range of radiology information, technology software, and services to hospitals, imaging centers, and healthcare groups. It provides services in the form of installation and support. A lot of mapping mapping optimization. Um, it's an Australian company, but... I'm not going to take a ding on that. This is a company that could be a big changer in the next 5-10 years. a symbol PMCUF and it's called ProMedicus. A lot of your body can be mapped and they're right there for it. Now again, a lot of that's going to be used for avatars and creating 3D images of you. One stock that I'm going to be paying attention to for the next couple of years is Teladoc. It is one of those companies that did really, really, really well during COVID, and has done really, really, really poorly since. But I am still very interested, and it gets when I say after the third wave, the stock started collapsing. Will it start picking back up with the fourth wave? Could be. TeleDoc engages in the provision of telehealth care services using its technology, providing via a mobile device, the internet, video, and phone. Um, it covers medical subspecialties from non-urgent episodic needs like flu and upper respiratory infections to chronic and complicated medical conditions like cancer and congestive heart failure. The idea that we don't need to go to a mall anymore to shop is very similar to the idea that we don't need to go to a hospital anymore to get healthcare. Teladoc should be able to save hospitals and insurance companies millions and billions of dollars. Ticker symbol TDOC, so it's on my radar, but I'm waiting for a good quarter because it came to our attention, but it didn't get entrenched. In the world of consumer, I think Amazon still continues to be one of the more interesting companies in disruption for the next five to ten years, because they're just not content bringing you packages. They got to bring you groceries. Then they got to do bring you pills for your healthcare. Then they got to do more healthcare delivery. Um, in 2022, Amazon will become the biggest delivery service in the world, passing FedEx and UPS and the United States Postal Service. That should be lost on you. With gasoline prices high, with the transition to electric vehicles real, um, they're in a good position. You know who else I'm very fascinated with out of all the car companies? I don't. General Motors would be interesting because they sell a lot of electric vehicles. They sell a lot of cars, and thus they'll sell a lot of electric vehicles. The company I'm fascinated with is Volkswagen. When they got caught in their diesel scandal, it's as if the German engineering went back to the drawing board and said, we are all embarrassed and we're all going to go commit Harry Carry if you don't fix this. And Volkswagen seems to be in the position to really benefit from electrification. In Europe. Um, just throwing that down there for you. I still like some real boring names like um, L'Oreal and Estee Lauder. Cosmetic companies. It took me years to find the right makeup to wear on television because I don't really like the pasty stuff. I don't really like the liquids that you rub in. But when I found some mineral makeup that kind of like cuts down on the redness and evens my, my tones, I was like, whoa. Love it. Um, I expect more and more innovation in in makeup and trying to keep us young. Other big stories out there um, as far as who could benefit from all the changing trends in the next 10 years. uh, Let's talk Next Terra Energy. It's a company that I get a lot of emails on because they get a lot of press. Um, Next Area Energy is an electric power and energy infrastructure company. It operates through various segments. They do generation, transmission, distribution. They do sale of electric energy in Florida. The Sunshine State. Um, We are still going to have energy needs going forward. That might be on more of the... I'm not going to say the word safe side because I don't want to mislead you. But that might be on the more conservative side of investing in trends. How about the good old boring way of playing 5G, going after cell towers, American Tower? Another way of saying we don't want to go shopping means we want the malls to come closer to us or we want the distribution centers to come close to us or we want the warehouses to come close to us. There's a company called Prologis. Prologis is at, uh REIT, and they basically own buildings. And you say, I want to go store something, and they say, we got buildings for you. Come store stuff. Pays a nice dividend. Um, It's been around for a long period of time. It has a history of increasing its dividend. It's an urban office and real estate investment trust. It engages in ownership, operation development, and redevelopment of life science and technology properties. They do space for for lease. Um, Nice company. Odd backdoor way to play on the future. And again, some of the future themes that I want to pound on um, Because they grow faster than the overall economy. Artificial intelligence, individual revolution of data, quest for mortality, the great balancing act of our life, and hybrid living of augmented versus virtual reality versus the real world. Big themes that I think you want exposure to. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online on Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. this is the Rob Black Show. Every year is a little different on Wall Street, is it not? Markets have gone decidedly negative as the morning has gone on. I'm now seeing all red, except for Apple up three bucks. I'm seeing Google down, Wells Fargo down, Activision down. I'm seeing Cisco down, Coca-Cola, Comcast, MasterCard, Visa, McDonald's. Everything's down. Selling mode. Stocks are falling, travel shares drop as Omicron, concerns resurge. I think this is largely and completely tied to the idea that you've had some big CEOs from healthcare companies come out and say, it's very unlikely <clears throat> that our technology that we've introduced at Moderna is going to be as effective on this new variant as it was a year ago. Trying to be fair, that sounds about right. <clears throat> We know that flus adapt. We know that they change. We know that they mutate. We know cancers do, too. We could have a cure for cancer if cancer wouldn't stop changing so much, right? We could have a lot more effective treatments. But in the last 30, 40 years, we've made enormous progress on cancer. But it feels like from the public standpoint, we've made almost none because we still have friends and family who die. Um, I think it's fair to say I'd rather have cancer, lung cancer today than 20 or 30 years ago, and please, I'm not wishing lung cancer on myself. <coughs> so Pfizer said the same thing as Moderna. Moderna's CEO came out and said the current vaccines for COVID-19 are likely to be much less effective against Omicron. Pfizer said the vaccines will attempt to immunize against the variant could be rolled out by 2022 that are specific to it. So that's good to know that we have a plan B if plan A weakens. But what if what on plan C? Uh, Regeneron Pharmaceuticals said yesterday that it's COVID-19 monoclonal antibody treatment isn't likely to work as well as Omicron variant as it does on other strains. So, again, time to go back and reformulate so that we have a plan B as plan A starts to weaken. Again, I can see the markets pulling off this. We've had an amazing year. If we were to cut our gains by half, the NASDAQ were to go down to up 10% for the year. No one would be ashamed at that kind of performance for 2022, 2021, coming off of 2020, COVID. We would have been like, I'm stoked with those kind of returns. Also, it's okay to sell. Stock markets don't have to be at 52 week highs all the time, 24 7, 365. There's no guarantee that when you buy, that's what's going to happen. So, as things get a little bit choppier, Friday was brutal. Monday was recovery, but not a complete recovery. If Tuesday's brutal or Tuesday starts to, to lead to like, where does Wednesday go? And people start going, you know what? Trading on Robinhood's not as much fun as it used to be. And people quit and they go back to their lives of Xboxes and. Drinking in the afternoon and not wearing pants to work because they're on Spotify, because they're on uh, social media. You see where this is going. So we'll be. I'm interested. N- nothing's in the green today. SP 500, Dow, Nasdaq, Russell, all lower. Turning the page. Gold is higher. Flight to safety. Crude oil's lower, telling it less demand due to more fears about COVID restrictions again. Keep in mind, we are now, I'd say two days out of Thanksgiving. Is that fair? We need to get about 14 days out of Thanksgiving and we'll see how bad it was. Because a lot of people let down their guard. My family, which is kind of interesting, there was 14 of us and all 14 had to get negative tests uh, the day before, the day of attending. So for my hotel room, my family had to do four tests, boom, all negative. We're allowed to go. Again, are those tests as accurate as they could be, should be, always are? I don't know. So the 10-year treasury sits at 1.44%. So as that dips below 1.5, it's telling us the fear index is higher. And when, when it's fearful, what do we do? We shoot first. We ask questions second. Bitcoin is slightly higher, which I think is encouraging. Because on Friday, I think a lot of people were freaked out that the market – Dumped, but Bitcoin did as well. So maybe a little bit of um, uncoupling of correlation here. I'm trying to see anything that's wildly interesting. The Nikkei was down 1.6 percent. The FTSE was down fractions today. There's nothing really amazing there. There's just a lot of fear today about Omicron. 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 Potato. Potato. Um. Let's see if I can find any other notes. The conference board's consumer confidence index decreased, but it's still a very positive. We're still confident. The S&P Case-Shiller home index increased 19.1%, but it was a deceleration, but still an, an ungodly pace that's not keeping up with wage inflation. Home prices went for a wild ride. Whee! You ever see that Geico commercial that has the pig going down the hill really quickly? That's what home prices have felt like, a rocket. Um, Cities like Austin, Texas, Texas up 33%. Naples, Florida, up 32%. Boise, Idaho, up 31%. Prices rose more than 25% in a handful of other cities, including things like Ocala, Florida, Vero Beach, Salt Lake City, Phoenix. Finding markets that underperformed, St. Croix in the Virgin Islands, down 8.5%. Shreveport, Louisiana, down 1.5%. But again, that kind of seems out in the boonies, does it not? One minute. Consumer spending rose 1.3% in October, and personal incomes were up one half of 1%. Jobless claims fell to their lowest level in 52 years. Third quarter GDP clocked in at 2.1%, which is nothing special. Very anxious time on Wall Street. Do you lock in your gains for the year due to a fourth wave that could come, that looks like it should come? It's incredibly contagious. It's spreading in Europe. What hits Europe hits us about two weeks later, two months later. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm watching. uh, I'm Sorry, I'm a little distracted because I'm watching a lot of red today. And we started out with a fighter's chance, a puncher's chance. We don't have that right now. It's a route on Wall Street. Find me online at Roblox Show, Twitter, Roblox Show, YouTube, Roblox Show. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.